0: Welcome back to the Fourier Baseball Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We've been through another weekend of baseball. We're through the middle of the week. Last episode, you got to hear our big April recap. We had our April All-Stars, and today we're kind of picking up where we left off. We're going to talk some of what's gone on this week, but really focusing on the rookies. MLB put out an article about the rookie power rankings, and we have some critiques we want to talk about to that. I think Tom's on the same page as me. No steps today. We're wishing him his best on finals. It's the final day of the year for him. He gets to go home. We're happy for him. We're going to go on from there. We're going to chop it up about the power rankings themselves. We kind of want to, you know, talk about how every team's doing. I'll voice over tomorrow and talk about what the actual power rankings are. We're still waiting for steps. And then we'll wrap it up while kind of talk about the eye test, something that we've argued about a good amount on this show. And it's a conversation I'm kind of looking forward to having. How are you today, Tom?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, I think I'm looking most forward to the eye test uh, discussion because there's going to be a couple of players that have, interesting peripherals compared to their actual counting stats that i i want to talk about
0: um but let's just get into uh the rookie of the year is that the first thing we want to cover today before that real quick i wanted to ask you a question about something you posted on Gabriel last night oh no uh, red.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i saw a screenshot uh i wasn't sure if the yeah
0: I, I, I wanted that um so last night uh Tom, you posted a photo of you in a blue ski cap with the couch and got hit in the head. So we rocked into ice hat.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I was um playing some basketball after studying for my calc final and um you know the boys were playing physical last night. Uh, I got like elbowed in the face really hard. <laughs> and I came home. I'm like, you know, I'm putting on the ice hat for now. Um and we were rocking it, man. We were watching we were watching the hockey, had the ice cap on drinking electrolytes it was a great night and it was comfortable it looked it, it was a style of choice too it was, it was a fashion statement it was great it was great
0: well uh, is your head feeling better
1: yeah it's fine it's chill all
0: right so <laughs> with Tom shaking the head we're gonna hop into the rookie power rankings so at number 10 MLB had Anthony Volby and I, I'm I haven't fully ranked him I know you have so like where does yeah. he stand for you
1: he is number 10 that is that is someone they did get correct i mean he has been heating up i think in his last 20 games probably batting around 270 with um some extra base hits he's always been good on the bases um his struggle has been getting on the base to steal them so i mean moving forward uh, i hope he's getting more comfortable in new york it seems like he has but um we're going to have to you know continue to see that he's you know he's bat- he's over 200 he's over the 200 mark with a uh, batting average i know you don't like that stat but you know he was really struggling to get anything going at the beginning of the season but I think he's kind of settled down and comforted himself a little bit but he's still number 10 on the list
0: yeah I kind of like Anthony Volpe I mean he's putting up a 103 WRC plus which again isn't fantastic by any stretch of the imagination but given the state of the Yankees and just what they need him to be right now I think most Yankee fans would be are are happy with what he is they kind of need him to be more but like given who he is as a rookie right now, I mean, he's on pace for a four war season. That's pretty good. He's got 10 stolen bases. He's playing good defense. Um, I I don't see why you could be upset with Volpe. I just think there's better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think moving on to
0: the next, who who, who do them will be
1: up next on the list?
0: Uh, Grayson Rodriguez.
1: See, this is where we start
0: to deviate a little bit. Do you agree with this or no? Well, Again, I haven't ranked yet, but I really like Grayson Rodriguez. And we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how, you know, he's going to be rocky at first. He's got to adjust to the major leagues, but I feel like there's going to be that one star where everything like really clicks. He goes six, seven shutout innings and just really dominates the team. And he did that last week to the Tigers. Right. So I don't think, I don't know how high I have him as of right now, what he's done so far, but I think going forward, definitely top 10.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I paired him up head to head with Kodai Senga, and I just think Grayson already has the slight edge on Senga. I think he moves up one spot, and Kodai Senga moves one spot down. I believe
0: that's who they have next, but I have Senga at nine. Uh, Actually, at at, we'll go to Senga. He was at seven. Uh, Okay, so Senga has twelve runs allowed and or ten runs allowed and twelve walks over his last three starts, and that's kind of not great for you know succeeding especially the Mets who are going through a little bit of a lull right now they're doing they've done better in recent games started off a lot slower uh, they did lose two out of three to the Braves which is big for them they got Justin Verlander coming back but they need Kodai Senga to be Chris Bassett and is he being that I I
1: expected a higher ceiling
0: for him too I thought he would be a guy
1: with um one of the highest case per nine baseball with the, with the- combination of the ghost fork and the four seam that comes in at 98 um I thought that would be a lethal duo for them but um hasn't really been the case so far I think he's got a bit of a control issue but that's pretty common amongst young pitchers
0: so I'm not crazy worried about it but I think right now he's just lower on the list for me I think it's also adjusting to like the MLB mindset because he is 30 like he had a career in Japan uh but he does have 15.4 walks percentage, which is not ideal. Uh 415 era looking like a 491 expected. So I I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's fantastic. I don't think he'll finish in the Cy Young. Uh you instead has had him pretty high in your rookie of the year voting. Do I have that right? Yeah, I mean, I was
1: expecting this guy to be someone that comes in
0: and and, and just you know
1: starts off amazing, but um that's not the case. I think down the road in the future, I honestly could see Kodai Senga being a, a Cy Young finalist. I'm going to stand by that. You know, I can't have the recency bias watching him not play as well now. Um I am mm. I still have some confidence going forward with this guy. Um Just right now, when we're talking about power rankings for the first month of his career,
0: he's just not that
1: good yet. I mean, he'll be better. though, I'm not worried.
0: So. I, I like Kodai Senga. I think he'll be fine. Right. The thing is, I cannot find. He is not on the first page in WAR for rookies, uh, for rookie pitchers, which is not what you want. Uh, not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, moving back down to number eight, they had James Outman. See, um, this is where we really deviate.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going to be talking about James Outman for a minute. We're going to talk about him at the later
0: on. Uh, yeah, at the
1: top of the list, but um. Yeah, that's where I had Grayson Rodriguez at in a great
0: spot. Mm-hmm. And then number six was Masataka Yoshida. That's too low, too. But he hasn't been great yet. I know he's heated up in, like, the past week or so, as has the entire Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox are actually in a playoff spot as of right now. They've taken two of three already from the Blue Jays. They had a really good standing over the weekend. And right now they're ahead of the Yankees. I'm looking at Yoshida's percentiles right now, and, man, do they look good. Ah.
1: Um, I- yeah, like, I, I,
0: they look really good. No, Let's my, see.
1: my Red Sox, my Red Sox offense, um, take is aging, like fine wine. Their offense has looked very good within the last two weeks. Um, I think Yoshida's, you know, hitting streak is a big part of that. Uh, I think it ended, but you know, he's still,
0: he's still raking right now. So if we we'll go from confidence. the middle of April, when the Red Sox were facing the twins, right? He had yeah. a 167 batting average with a 560 OPS. I know. And then. Yeah. Right now, uh, twenty days later, about twenty days, uh, the he just played the Blue Jays last night, and he had a two ninety eight batting average with a nine o two or nine o two OPS. So like leaps and bounds better already. Strikeout rate is really good. The walks are there. Everything's there for him. Besides the defense, it really is just the
1: defense, and and that was what we knew going in as well. Um, not too much confidence there. I think. Um, if I'm just going to double check really quick, but is the um walk percentage getting better?
0: I mean, it's it's very good. It's 11.8% compared to a 10% strikeout, rate.
1: Yeah. So I think he's definitely bringing the tools from Japan. His, his amazing plate vision is definitely translating here. Not necessarily like the best in the league, but you know, it's definitely translating. And I think he's heating up, becoming more comfortable. And that's exactly what we wanted to see from him.
0: Yeah. And so the thing is, right. He signed to this huge contract and you and Steves like really like, I think you and Steves both had him winning, right? Yeah, I have still. And I think it, he and one other person that we'll talk about in a little bit are, are the two front runners of the American League right now. Obviously his competition got kind of hurt last night. Um, and it's also with playing a position, you have an advantage over starting pitchers. We saw that last year in the National League Rookie of the Year where I th- I voted personally for Spencer Strider. Um but Michael Harris yeah. ended up winning the award both in our mock vote and in real life. So I think that Yoshida right now is probably the front runner in the American League, but there is a very good contender also in a position player in the form of Josh Young.
1: Yeah, I think Josh Young definitely has the power tool to, you know, take over even despite, you know, not necessarily getting on base. He, does
0: he walk? I don't
1: think he walks nearly as much as, you know, other guys on this list. Let me see these tools. 6.3% might...
0: walk rate to a 33% K rate.
1: There it is. Um, You know, I, I think, you know, when voters uh, vote on rookie of the year, I think they might be blown away by the fact he might hit 30 home runs in a season to start his career. But um, same time, I don't know if he's necessarily someone that's going to be like, you know, just coming on the scene as like an all-star already.
0: I, I get that. And it's also the fact that like he is going to rack up more war than Yoshida because Yoshida... If you're looking at like his values for calculating WAR fan graphs, right? He's got a 4.1 offensive value, but a negative 3.6 defensive value. So like that defense is really going to hurt him. We're young. Uh, I'm pulling it up on Baseball someone, so I don't get it completely wrong. But just yeah, from he's a zero. hmm, this is zero away. Yeah, but like so, if you have a aggressively average fielder versus a below average fielder with a very similar bat profile, the better fielder is going to be he's gonna succeed a lot better yeah I mean I think both these guys are, are good
1: I think I think yoshida has got better peripherals so I think that makes him I don't know I think down the road I, this
0: uh, I don't know i'm I, I'm a Yoshida enjoyer though that's that's all I'm gonna say it's also Josh young is basically three years removed from being a college bat yeah so and we're talking like former star in Japan versus three years ago, a college bet. So yeah. then I next so. on, sorry. Sorry, I'm a little bit higher on the list, but. Um... Ne- next on MLBs was Brett Beatty, right? And again, where, I. Th- where was Josh Young at? Oh, at like five. No, yeah. Right,
1: I take, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Brett Beatty was at number four on their power ranking list. But the thing is, right, he's had 42 plate appearances this season. So, I mean, he should
1: have should have been yeah. should have been starting this entire
0: time, like everything looks really good for him so far. It's just i I don't think we can put him on the power rankings yet just because he hasn't played enough. I think he'll be there. I hundred percent think he'll be in the top ten you know best rookies, but I don't think he's there yet just because literally just of how much he's played. I think that Brett Beatty is a quality baseball player. I think he's very, very good. I think the Mets should have had him up on opening day. I think we're on the same page there. Um. yeah I just think they have him a little bit too high just given what he's done so far it's basically like they had a kid get called up and he's already a top five rookie I mean he was even good last season I think
1: you know going into the season he definitely should have been called up we already talked about that I mean that that's pretty obvious but I mean I think they're also kind of basing this off tools too but I also where do they have him at let's see number four that's too high I had him at I'm at number six, I think. Yeah, number six. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's right about where I would put him. Is that, is that where you put him as well?
0: I think I would have put – him, I think I would probably would have put Bert Beatty a little bit lower on the list, probably around eight or nine. Again, that's just on having been in the major leagues. Like yeah. I don't think you can put him above Josh Young, Yoshida, Altman for sure. Yeah. Um, or Volpe at this time. I think he'll be there next month. I think he'll be right there with them. It's just I don't think he's there yet, just given that he's only had 42 at-bats. And next on the list was who I think the AL Rookie of the Year should be right now, and that's Hunter Brown. I really like Hunter Brown. You know how, like, the Astros lost that Justin Verlander guy? They are like, oh, we got Justin Verlander at home. But Justin Verlander at home was really, really good and actually is healthy. Um, his name is Hunter Brown, and yesterday he had his worst outing of his season and it was two runs allowed over four and a third innings pitch and you want to know something interesting in his entire career he has thrown 34 or he has thrown sorry 55 innings he's allowed no home runs that's pretty impressive
1: especially especially in houston where home runs come pretty easily for right handers
0: yeah i'm looking at the expected stuff right now and 2022 he had zero expected home runs I mean, not—it's
1: not very surprising to me. I, I think we all—I mean, not not you, Brad. but Me and Steves underestimated Hunter Brown. I think I I picked him to be like fourth in my Rookie of the Year, but not necessarily a guy to be taking over the spot. Um, you know, we were talking at the beginning of the season who's going to step up for the Astros. Is it going to be Valdez or is it going to be Javier? But it's—it hasn't been either one of those. It's actually Valdez has, Hunter Valdez
0: Brown. has been very good. Valdez
1: has been good, but but Hunter Brown has been, you know, kind of the front piece of this this rotation at this point. I, I, I like him more than Valdez. I think it's just because he's more flashy, but you know. I
0: think it's also he's gonna rack up more strikeouts. And yeah. when we look to success, we kind of look at strikeouts nowadays. And that's then, true. Number two, we had my pick for rookie of the year. We had Gunnar Henderson, who that taste that pick is like aging like cheese, right? No, not cheese, like milk. Uh, yeah, it's aging like milk right now because his stat line just does not look good. He is not among the top of rookies in war accumulated per baseball savant or, or fan graphs, Excuse me. Uh, he's not on the first page. And that's not really what you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been playing this entire season and he has. 14 no hits, yeah. 14 hits, um, he is. He has been walking, which is, you know, a mature thing for a 21-year-old, you know, rookie to come into the game with. Um, but the hit tool does not seem to be working. The average exit velocity is good. I don't know if the expected stats are in his favor. Let me check that out. No. The expected batting average is still in the bottom of 5% of the league. So it's it's
0: not like it's... Okay, the thing, sidebar, the thing with expected batting average, right, is it's not completely like the quality of hit you have, right? It's literally what is the probability that that would have been a hit? Yeah. yeah. Right? And because you could smoke 115-mile-an-hour line drives right where the center field would normally be standing, and you'd probably have like a 10 per – or like a 100 bad – expected bad. Yeah. Right? So that's why I kind of prefer looking at expected global, which does have an above-league average of 333. But it's also kind of concerning that he's just not swinging. Last year, he was swinging at pitches in the zone 66% of the time. This year, it's down to 56 uh, he's making less contact when he swings in the zone. He's chasing a little bit more. Uh, when he chases, he's making a ton less contact. So I I think his swing decisions have been pretty poor. If I had to guess,
1: yeah. If anything, it reminds me of Juan Soto right now. You know, a guy with good good plate vision that's just not swinging at actual good pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have him pretty high on my list. Um, I think I have him at yeah, but four or no, no, not four, uh, six. Sorry. But the, the fact that he's at number two, especially over guys like Altman, Yoshida, I mean, even Jung, like it's absurd to me at this point. Um, I don't think it's going to continue. I think the quality of contact is still good when he's swinging. I think he's just got to make an adjustment. Uh, but obviously, if he's, if he's still struggling the way he is right now, a month from now, I, I think there's cause for concern, but not yet.
0: And the defense, does that concern you at all? Um, I don't know what it looked like last season. I, I got, I got to pull up his, um, negative one of average at second base. And then this year it's negative five, four at third and one at short. That is,
1: that is concerning. Um, I mean, in the minors, what was his, what was his rating for field tool? Uh, let me get that for you. He was pretty, he was pretty balanced across the board. I remember that. I just, I, I don't know if, He's definitely underperforming in, in almost every category.
0: He had um, a 55 out of 60 field grade, but I do think he came up as a shortstop though. And now he he's is. at third. Yeah. There's another guy. His name is uh, Jorge Mateo. We'll talk about him
1: later today. Um, he's been pretty good. Um, a yeah. shortstop. So I don't know. I, I think he's, he's taken over there. Um I think, Henderson more likely looks like a second baseman rather than a third baseman. Um, I, Which don't know, I think is
0: fine. Huh? That's fine.
1: And that, that's fine. Um, I just think like he, he, he all, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to put him over Jorge Mateo at that shortstop position because Jorge Mateo is just a better fielder. Who's the Orioles second baseman right now? Adam Frazier? No, Ooh, yes. no,
0: it is. It is Adam Frazier. And he's on a one year deal. So could you see next year, like Ramon Arias? Right now, they have Gunnar Henderson at DH, right? But that's been alternating between Rutschman, James McCann, and Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. You could have Ramon Urias start as your third baseman. Henderson at DH were days where Rutschman's catching. And then move him to second base and sit Adam Frazier? I mean, Urias has been
1: year after year better in the field, right? I'm double-checking that right now. Um, Yeah, he won
0: the Gold Glove last year.
1: Yeah, but this season he hasn't. Fourth percentile, of outs above average, but but that's um that's just how baseball works, dude. Fielding is a lot different. Than
0: hitting I it think it's far. also he last year he got consistent playing time, so he'd have consistent ground balls because you're they're playing third base ain't easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I think I mean Fraser's not good in the field either. So I think honestly, but you can't put him at DH. He's not he's not a guy that you're relying on for power. But doesn't he also play outfield? Can he also he be in the can. Outfield?
0: I just but your outfields Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, Anthony yeah. Santander. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, me, I mean
1: clearly it's working as an offense. The the Orioles look very good. Um, and even right now, I think they're 20 and 9. So something's working pretty well with them. But uh the concern about Gunnar Henderson is, is like if you had told me that the, the Orioles would be 20 and nine, I would be like, oh man, uh Gunnar Henderson must be breaking out, the whole team must be firing at all cylinders. But I mean it's not always like that. Um and it seems like other players are filling in, like Jorge Mateo, Austin Hayes has been playing like an all-star as well. Cedric Mullins stealing bases. It's not it's not just Gunnar Henderson that's gonna make this team make or break this team. So I I I think going forward, if he if he starts performing
0: this Orioles team is a lot more, more scary too. And then they're also before we talk about number one, they're the second worst team in out above average. They're at negative thirteen in the Rockies. Love the Rockies, Hate them. Oh, yeah. Uh they're at negative sixteen. So Number one was Corbin Carroll. And we kind of knew he'd be very, very good. We kind of had him as 1A, 1B with Jordan Walker for the NL Rookie of the Year this year. And obviously the tides have kind of changed on Jordan Walker, which is, we've talked about this, especially last episode good. or a couple episodes or just a couple episodes ago. Tom went on a tangent. Um, God. The fact that he's in the yeah. minor leagues is just, it's sad. Jordan Walker, since Corbin Carroll's up, he's doing great. Um He's been pretty solid. He got off to a really slow start, which was a little bit concerning just given like last year he was kind of outperforming some expected stats, but recently right before he got a little bit banged up, uh, he had been pretty solid percentiles are looking good. Uh, He's just ridiculously quick, so he could play good defense. He hits the ball fairly hard, doesn't walk too much, but he is walking. So he is walking. He is
1: starting to walk. He's gotten from these, the, the, like the negative one percentile to the 41st percentile in a matter of two weeks. So
0: Yeah. And he's got a 910 OPS. So, you know what? You like it. The speed plays. Tom, where'd you, what would that top of your list look like? The top of my list
1: was Corbin Carroll at one, James Altman at two, Yoshida at three, Brown at four, Jung at five. And then I feel like there's a couple of things you could change about the list. But I think right now, I think moving forward, like, the way we came into the season with the power rankings, and then you make adjustments to those power rankings, I feel like this is the way. Like, if you solely based it on performance, it would it would look a little different. I think Alman would be number one. But going forward, I think that this is probably what the top five look like.
0: So the thing between Outman and Carroll, I'm going to have my daughter's bias because yeah. I've been calling for James Outman for a year now. And he plays very good defense. He strikes out so much. I feel like he strikes out at least once or twice every night uh Carroll doesn't strike out nearly as much and they're both ridiculously quick it's just it looks like the hit tool is a little bit more there for Carroll, but the power tool is there for alvin like his his swing is so short that it's going to age they're both of these players are going to age well i don't think that is going to be an issue i just think they need to see how the league adjusts to them and if they can adjust back quick enough that's who wins rookie of the year
1: I think I think every player that I mentioned, one through five, will be an all-star within the next three years. Um, if not this season. If not this season, yeah. Um, and the bottom of the list, I think I'll have potential breakout as well in the second half of the season.
0: Well, I, I completely agree. So before we, we wrap this little part up, I did have a question for you. Okay. Who is the National League rookie of the year at the end of the season based on what has happened so far and what you think will happen? On what I think will happen, based on what has happened, what you think will happen?
1: How how bad is Carol's injury?
0: Uh, I don't think it's that, that serious. Carol injury. Oh, this is tough, dude. Because I mean, Alvin is. It's, uh, it's, he's uh, he's chilling. He'll be back in a couple days.
1: Because I remember, I remember looking at a text. You're like, he said uh, if James Alvin, James Alvin legacy. at bet if he hits a home run, he's a he's a Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah,
1: and, and, really, and I I was watching the game and I saw it happen and I, I was like I wonder what Brad's doing right now. Um, uh, I think Alvin, I think Alvin edges out Carroll just a little bit. Um, I don't know, because Alvin easily could could slump so hard that he just falls out of contention, but at the same time he could go on like a crazy hot streak. Mm-hmm. I I think Carol's a little more consistent than Alvin, but Alvin has way higher ceiling. I
0: think Alvin, yeah. yeah. I think the thing with Outman is since he was so unknown, his volatility is really high. At least from our perspective. Like He didn't come into the season and people were like, oh yeah, James Outman's going to win the Rookie of the Year award this year. People were like, oh, it's going to be Corbin Carroll, it's going to be Kodai Senga, it's going to be Jordan Walker. There's a couple other names flashed around here. Bryce Turan, Garrett Mitchell, um, Joey Weimer, spamming off Brewers. But uh, you, you get the point. Like James Altman wasn't so, there. Corbin Carroll was right there.
1: So do you think that pitchers will start to adjust to Altman, and maybe that will be a, a reason for his downfall in the second half of the season?
0: I don't think there'll be. A, I think looking, projecting the end of the season, I think James Altman finishes with like an 850 OPS, which is ridiculously good. For reference, you know. that is better than Julio Rodriguez was last year. I, I know. I Is he better than Rodriguez? I don't think so. But you never know. And I think Carroll – I, I can see his stuff dropping a little bit, but I, his speed's too valuable. As long as he's just putting the ball in play, he becomes a threat, right? Because all you have to do with someone with a 100 percentile speed is you have to field it perfectly and release, release it perfectly to get him out on a ground ball. He's going to steal base hits based on ground balls. And people like him will always outperform their expected stats. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure how Carroll projects, but I think as of right now, I'm going to take the safe one and go for McCarroll. Okay. And,
1: and then,
0: for the AL. This one's so difficult. I'm going Yoshida
1: easily. The batter always out outplays the, hit the pitcher, and I don't think that Jung keeps up the hot streak. I think he finishes maybe as like a, a 260 batter with 28 home runs, 29 home runs. At the same time, he could easily... Make me eat my words, but uh, I think Yoshida is clear right now, and I'm not. I'm not saying that off of recency bias. I promise. I think he he's had these tools the whole time. I think it's just took a minute to adjust. Um, I think
0: as of right now, it's Yoshida, just based on what's happened so far. It's him yeah. or Hunter Brown. But I think in my head, there's like a three-way race that's going on. They're all like running, pitching, leaping, whatever they're doing in my head. Um, yeah, yeah. It's between Yoshida. It's between Hunter Brown. And Anthony Volpe, because he's a Yankee. Yeah, okay. You had to provide the reasoning there, but yeah, I get that. Hey, he's a Yankee. He plays. I don't think he's going to be an elite bat. I think at best he's a 110 WRC plus hitter. Uh, I think the defense is going to be really good, and that's kind of flashing in New York. They'll steal probably 30 bases, 30, 40 bases. Yeah. And that has weight, especially if the Yankees can manage to make the playoffs, depending on how bad this judge injury is. So – I will. I will take Hunter Brown just to be different. Yes. Okay. All right. So moving on, we did. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about some power rankings, or do you want to talk about the eye test? I want to say the eye test for last because I'm excited for that. Okay. So we're gonna hop into talking about the power rankings, and we don't have our results yet. Only Tom and I have submitted our ballots. Um. And so I kind of want to talk through pitching first, then we'll go to hitting, then we'll go to overall. What do you want to start with on pitching? Um, I mean, it's still Tampa Bay on top. Um, uh, we can talk about it uniformly if we want to as well. It's Tampa Bay on top.
1: It's Tampa Bay on top for everything. Um, they still run at everything. I I wouldn't have expected this even after their historic start that they are still doing this, but they're still doing this. Um, Taj Bradley's look good. I hope he comes back soon. Is he, is he, is he back yet?
0: I uh, and not yet. Well, um, what's the name? Josh Fleming just caught a liner off the leg yesterday. Uh, let me see if they put him on the IL yet, but if they do it, they're just trying to avoid calling up Taj Bradley. That's what it feels like. You can't do that. man.
1: You really can't do that. I, we talked about this. We just watched the last episode. We talked about this already. You can't do it, man. It's just, I, I, I need, cause this is another guy that we haven't even mentioned yet. If he finishes the season in this five man rotation in Tampa Bay, he is a he is a um rookie of the year candidate and he could easily win it. Um if he continues and maybe hits like 150 innings. I don't know how many innings uh he's missed just based on uh not starting the season. Mm-hmm. Um but I think he could easily get to the the threshold to be in that conversation.
0: No, I completely agree with that. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, I've pretty, they've pretty much dominated the league. Like, right now, the two best teams in baseball are going at it, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Tampa Bay Rays. Who would have thought? This is just record-wise. Oh, weird, this
1: is a weird season. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, yeah Pirates. Yeah. So, they did – this is kind of the first time they've actually, like, appeared in our power rankings at all. Uh, and they've, so far on Tom and I's ballot, appeared 8-9 and nine on pitching for hitting. They've appeared 4th for Tom, and they've appeared 5th for me.
1: Right, about the same, yeah.
0: And then overall, we did have a bit of a difference. I had them at fifth. You had them at second. I just think there's a couple of teams that are better than them. I, I think this yeah. is the real test. Like, they beat the Dodgers. Good job. <laughs> if, fun, if they if they can beat the Rays, then. What do you mean? Like, one out of three or like. Two out of three. I don't know.
1: Who's who's starting tonight? I think it's it's Shane versus Mitch Keller, I think. So, you've got your
0: aces on the bump.
1: Oh man.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to watch a pirates game. Dude, this it's is Mitch Caliber Shane McClanahan. I
1: yeah. watched yesterday's game. Today today's ace day for a lot of teams around the league. So
0: Yeah, it's Gavin Stone's yeah. debut for the Dodgers, Brandon Fatt for the Diamondbacks. We've been I'm on exactly we've been, excited. Just talking about rookies real quick, going back. If you've been with us since before the season, we've been high on Brandon Fatt the whole time.
1: Brandon's pretty fat. I mean, he's good. Um
0: he's not actually, he's pretty lanky. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, Like, Otani's going today. That's a good day for baseball.
1: That's what I'm saying, dude. I love ace day. Half ace day. Logan Webb. Don't leave that out. Yep. Logan Webb.
0: Um, Anyways, (laughs) going back. (laughs) Um, The the Pittsburgh Pirates are pretty solid. Like, when I I was trying to do power, I was trying to convince myself out of them. But, like, they're good. They're really good. Like, they're atop the central through a month, which doesn't say much because the Cardinals are 10 and 20. I don't think we had that on our bingo card. The Cubs are kind of faltering. That probably makes you pretty happy.
1: I'm just I. You had to know it was going to end eventually. The offense is still looking good, but the pitching is coming back to earth. Um, Cody Bellinger hitting three hundred with a nine fifty OPS is a little um weird. Hmm. Uh, I don't know, Brad. Are are you? What are your opinions on that? Do you think it's a fluke, real
0: salty? I'm not salty. I'm glad he's gone because if he was with us, it wouldn't have happened. It's true. And look at what Cody Bellinger's done. Look what James Outman's done. Like, obviously, I would have liked for him to have done this with us. But, like, we, I'm happy he's succeeding. The thing that would players leave the Dodgers is, like, they're always getting, like, shouted out from Joe Davis and Earl Hersh. They're always talking about, like, their successes, which I really like. So, yeah, um, I appreciate okay. that. Hey, but with the Cubs and their power rankings, right, they – both made it in pitching. They both made it in hitting, and neither of us had them in their top ten just because they haven't put the two together and won recently.
1: And that's just kind of the same with the Dodgers. When the Dodgers win baseball games, they win by like nine, and then Look when they the Phillies games, when they yeah when they when they lose baseball games, they lose by like one. So like the the Dodgers are like gonna be good in both in both power rankings, but then when it re- reflects in the um actual team power rankings i have them a lot lower where did you have them
0: i had them at seven you had them at eight we're we're in sync for, not, um are there literally, any like outliers for my literally the only teams that we had the exact same like teams one through nine not in the same order then our 10 were different for all of them Uh, for the team like the overall who'd
1: you have a 10 the brewers I'm starting to lose faith in them. As as a team,
0: the offensive unit is gone.
1: The offense has not looked like uh they did the first two weeks and I don't but know. But as of
0: right now, they're still better than the Padres.
1: I mean, have you seen the Padres recently? They they have been, you know, They beat... just lost 2 to 1 to the Reds last night. They got crammed. They did get crammed. They did get crammed. Um, uh, we do have to talk about that later. Juan Soto has hit had three two-hit games in a row. For the first time in his career. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Juan Soto hater. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm happy that he's hopefully starting to heat up. But I just don't believe it right now. He has. There's so many. There's a weird adjustment we talked about his, his launch angle, his the fact that he's dead. there's a lot of things wrong with Juan Soto right now, uh, and I hope he starts to fix them soon. But let me let me check out. So, before 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 the out coll- before the uh, series. Okay. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Uh, I take that back. I I probably should have put the Brewers, but I I don't know. The Padres, they have the talent. I think I'm still biased on that. Um, I I feel like with the team, with teams like the Mets and the Padres, the only reason they're making our top 10 sometimes is because they're star power and not result-based actual like evidence that they're playing good because they aren't playing up to standards right now. Um, I don't expect it to last much longer though. I I really do think – Machado will start to heat up. I think that Soto is not a, a two hundred five batter with a you know thirty percent strikeout rate. Um, he's not like that. No, everything is good, just like everything started right with the Cubs to start the season. Everything is going wrong for the Padres right now, um, except for Xander Bogarts apparently, but he didn't get the memo. Uh, but I think moving forward, the Padres are still the tenth best team in baseball at the very lowest. I don't know. I, I looking at the Brewers' offense right now, I am just not sold. So
0: they've performed better the they brewers offense has performed better than the san diego padres cuz right now the padres trying to find the whole thing san diego sdp they're 16th in expected woba and the brewers are somewhere around here i can't read tom red They're 17th 17
1: 17?
0: yeah they're 16 and 17 in offenses so so the better yeah, uh, li- they're they're right next to each other. 316 compared to 314 expected robo.
1: Yeah, I mean what but one team to me is exceeding expectations and one is underperforming. So that I means
0: that they're, they're they're better.
1: I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I I I'm also trying to look forward to. I don't know I don't know how much you weigh that into your power I right. don't. I don't know Yeah, No.
0: Because it's also I think, like I made my list out of 11 because again, I can't count. Um and I had the Mets at 11, and then I was filling up the form, and I was like, wait, I'm missing a spot. There's no spot yeah. on the form for this. Uh, so I did have the Mets at 11. Yep. Um, teams that are doing pretty well. Tom and I both had the Rays really high. The Pirates were higher for him than for me. Uh, we had the Rangers. I had third. You had them fifth. I think they're I heavily yeah. outperforming expectations. I...
1: The offenses look legit and it, it's it's good. I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning of the season, like the offense is gonna be legit. I thought the pitching would be a lot worse, but they're actually performing well too. And that's kind of what you get when you have a good offense and the pitching is performing, you're outscoring opponents. You're winning baseball games. Uh I don't know how much longer they actually keep control of the AL West. Um Houston is heating up quite a bit. Yeah. Um it's, well, they it's they like made tough. the they made a recovery. They're in your rankings, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I I don't know. A lot there's a lot of underperforming on the Astros uh, roster as well. Uh, who went down with an injury recently? Someone, someone on the Astros went down with it. Oh, Luis Garcia. I don't know. Right, like his how elbow. That is. That it's, looks pretty bad though. He's on the fifteen day. I I think he's gonna get TJ. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think it's TJ? Uh
0: Luis Garcia injury. That is a big blow for them. Um,
1: I know he wasn't like an ace or even a three guy, but he was like a, their number four guy who would be a pretty yeah. Big deal. He's he's gonna be TJ. So. It's weird that the brightest the brightest spot on this Astros lineup besides the pitching. Brad, what are you
0: laughing at? <laughs> I looked up Luis Garcia injury, and on the side of the screen it says the law offices of Luis Garcia PLLC, personal injury attorney in Cloverleaf, Texas. We gotta go. We got a group trip.
1: No, wow. I, 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 I think I think the one thing that stood out to me is, weirdly <laughs> enough, Mauricio DuBon on on the Astros has. Filled in quite nicely for Jose Altuve. That's another um another piece uh, on this Asher's team that was stolen from our team. Not stolen, actually... just capitalized on.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> you were on Alvarez as well.
0: Um, I'm sorry. But... Who's actually in first in their division right now? Just called up actual prospects. The
1: Giants need to sell the deadline. It's not looking very good. We can talk about that later, but the fact that they they have one more win than the, the Washington Nationals, it's over, dude. We have to we have to just hang up. We just have to we have to retire. Um, it, it's pretty embarrassing. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what the dodge what the Giants are gonna do going forward. They 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 have too much pride to sell, so I don't really know what the, what the future holds. Um, but to get my mind off of that, I would like to talk about. How the Boston Red Sox have actually looked very good. Um, their offense, their offense, and that's that's what we talked about at the beginning. And 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 you guys clown me for saying that they'd be in the wild card conversation. But guess who's in the wild card conversation right now? The Boston Red Sox. And I don't know how long that lasts because there's teams like Houston, the Yankees, Seattle. Yeah, I think
0: their existence is more of a capitalization on other teams not performing. I I,
1: I think that's true also. Uh, because Tampa Bay 24 and 6 they're they're stealing all the wins
0: they're stealing <laughs> they're all they're so wins. good they're just uh. like
1: they're, just, they're running away with it but Boston has been pretty good and we're going to talk about a guy that um you know I'm going to talk about the eye test with a couple of guys on this Red Sox team the yeah. offense looks good i don't know can you check their um their uh defensive war uh for yeah, the Red sure. Sox they're they're probably about middle of the pack if not below average maybe they're not um but they're also you know Duran's also having a breakout i don't know if his Actual stats are available yet. I don't think sample size is big enough
0: quite yet. But uh, he, they're twenty fifth. Okay, hold on, let me see. Uh, Jaren Duran, he is not high enough yet, but the max exit velocity, sprint speed, and outs of average are all very, very good. He's got a three sixty three expected woba, uh, OPS in the almost a one dot one, which is pretty, pretty freaking good. He doesn't walk enough though. I'd like to see a little bit more of a walk duel. but yeah, you I know what? it'll I... suffice.
1: There are some things on this team that I like. I Oh, uh, man, I'm I do you, What are your thoughts on Brian Bello? Bello. Bello? Brian Bello? Yeah, he's he's been a a highly touted prospect for a while. hasn't performed well. Do you think it's past the opportunity for him or do you think he eventually, you know, has a breakout on this team? Do you think it's too late for him? He's only 23, I think. Or I'm 22. not I'm
0: not going to say it's too late for a borderline rookie. Yeah. Uh, i would honestly i am okay with him i worry that he's a red Sox though i think the teams there are a lot of teams that could really capitalize on his changeup. could really capitalize on like he's got power sinkers there are teams that could capitalize on that and then he, there's the boston red Sox. and i don't i'm not entirely convinced that they're the organization that's going to be able to deal with that uh looking at his stuff plus right he's got uh, pretty much average sinker at 95, slider at 113, a changeup at 90. Like they're all slightly below average stuff, but this is all stuff you can work with. It's This kid's young. He's 23, right? Like Yeah, yeah he's 23. There's stuff that you can work with here, and I'm just not entirely convinced he's going to get that opportunity to be worked on in Boston. I think he's going to be thrown into the fire, and it's success or failure. There's no tinkering. There's no room for error because their rotation's not good. Chris Sale has a good start every other time. Corey Kluber's okay. Like, who, who's the other start? Cutter Crawford's actually really solid, but Nick Pavetta I, I hasn't think, been good.
1: Yeah, I think there's a, I mean, Kenley Jansen before yesterday, I think it was yesterday, maybe the maybe the two games before, had had not given up a run yet, and he had looked like one of the best clothes in all of baseball, which is weird for me to say. But he he um, has been
0: for a decade and a
1: half. I thought. Going into the season, Kenley Jensen would be one of the pitchers that struggles the most with the pitch clock. He has been someone that, you know, takes a long time to pitch. I was going to say something else, but he takes a really long time to pitch baseballs. To finish? Um, he, so I thought he would struggle with pitch clock, but he does not looked like he struggles very much. Um, and I, I think going forward, he might be the guy they turn to. However, the rest of the bullpen does not look very good. Uh, Cutter Crawford obviously looks good, but I don't know about anyone else in that bullpen you know, being able to go the uh, distance for the- John Schreiber. John, dude, man. So let me ask you this then. Yes. At the deadline, do you go for some, you know, mid-tier starting pitchers
0: uh, as the Red Sox, if you're in that okay. conversation? We've had this conversation like six times. We're doing There's it There's not I'm enough back. starting pitchers available. It's the Giants and the White Sox. I think those are the only two like sellable teams right now with actual starting pitching.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Royals are going to be selling, but they're bad. They're so bad that they – Okay, nothing...
0: I will counter you with something. Okay. Will someone buy Brady Singer? How old is Brady Singer? Is he 26? 25, so he's young.
1: So uh, that that's interesting. I don't know if the Royals consider him part of their future plans. Do you think the Royals consider him you know, as, as part of their, their, I... their
0: roster moving forward? I think the front office is transferring, so I'm not entirely sure that they know what their future plans are at the moment. Yeah. And we can tell
1: that by the record right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Um, no, but I think someone will take a flyer on Brady Singer. Cause like right now the reinforcements, the Red Sox have coming are James Paxton. Who hasn't thrown a major league inning in a couple of seasons. Like I, I weirdly enough.
1: Think that the Red Sox. I'm, I'm not gonna be like Aiden on the Yankees, but I I'm pretty high on the Red Sox. I don't I don't know if they're a wild card team this year, but I think they're definitely going to exceed our preseason expectations.
0: I think for everyone. I I can agree. I mean, it's pretty difficult to hit my preseason expectations for what they were. Um, yeah, we didn't predict the Rays to be 24 and six. Okay, but... I did have one good quote about the huh. Rays. Remember, when we were doing our preview, and I said this might be the best Rays team that they've assembled in the past decade.
1: I, I, yeah, and I think you're right about that.
0: Yeah, um,
1: it's just everything's working for them. I mean, even like the even like the quote role players are, uh, they all have like five home runs. <laughs> like, it is working pretty well for the Rays. Um, there's nothing else to really say other than that. I mean, it's just they're the best at everything right now, and thus they are the
0: best team in baseball. It's the thing with the Red Sox is they're solid. They're a good enough team right now. They can't pitch to save their lives. Like they have the one, two, three, the fourth most runs allowed in the American League. But they've also scored the most runs, or the third most runs in the American League. See, that is impressive. Um
1: But that's how you have to do it. That is true. Um let me look up let me look up the Red Sox as a team in terms of percentiles. Cause I think I think when we look at this, I, I might I mean, I was watching the game ironically last night against the
0: Blue Jays. Did you see Connor Wong last night? Uh I saw the home run on a replay. He um
1: he went four for four
0: with two home
1: runs, a double and a single. He he needed a triple to complete the cycle and he accidentally hit a home run. Um, so I mean he's he's pretty good. I don't think he's that good. I think that's one of those like, you know, role player legacy games that you never um never see from again. But he had a
0: very good game last night.
1: Um how would you gonna, feel
0: about sending Alex Cobb to the Red Sox, Alex Cobb and someone to the Red Sox for Tristan Casas? That's risky, bro. I'd rather have Marcelo Meyer to be honest, but they're not going to get him. Up. You're not getting Marcela Meyer. I want Marcela Meyer.
1: See, if we look at the um the Red Sox um in terms of percentiles, there are five out of the nine batters in that lineup that are above average in in like every statistic. Um. But back to the pitching thing. I don't know about Tristan Casas. He hasn't looked good this season. No. He hasn't looked good since coming up. Uh, he still walks a lot. That's that's Tristan Casas is his thing, I guess. And I honestly am a little disappointed because I once again had him as a breakout candidate, like I did in the past. I think I, I've always, I've been rooting for this guy since he came up. Um, I just don't know if it happens here or not. I don't. I mean, he's got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six. So they have like, eight hits in, like, the entire season. Um, he's got the bottom 1% in expected batting average. We talked about that. doesn't matter. But expected Wobba is still well below average as well. So it's it's – I don't know if you're willing to give up a guy like Alex Cobb. I mean, Alex Cobb has been good, like, very good.
0: Okay, but here's the thing. Does the next good Giants team have Alex Cobb on their roster?
1: No, but the thing is – you can't rush a trade, you know, like when you have yeah. Alex Cobb, you have a guy like this, you gotta, you gotta weigh in your options. I mean, you can get someone for sure better than Tristan Casas in return for a guy like Alex Cobb, especially, is this his contract here? I think he's got one more
0: or is this? Uh, I think, I thought they extended him. Maybe Dude, like I... a three year, $36 million contract. Does that sound right? Two year, $20 million. He has a club option for next year and a UFA in 25. So if they trade him, I feel like he, they would have to waive the club option. Okay, I don't um, know. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, it's definitely it's definitely a valuable guy. Uh, that I would not be willing to give up for nothing. So, I think the Giants are smart enough to know that. I think they're almost, uh, too willing to hold on to players. You know,
0: yeah, I I agree with that. I think. Is there any other teams we got to touch on real quick? Blue Jays are starting to find their form. Angels yeah. are holding on for dear life. Um, they're still above five hundred right now, but it doesn't feel like it. Like in my head right now, the Angels are like five games below five hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean, when there's so many good teams in the AL, it, it feels like it's hard for the the Angels to kind of find a spot in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, 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 it's still possible. Okay. Um, the thing, is, a the thing is, right? There are four teams in the American League that won't make the playoffs right now that's the Detroit the White Sox the Royals and the Athletics those yeah, will make there and then there's five other teams that will make the playoffs like right now the Astros the Yankees the Guardians the Mariners are not playoff contenders they contenders I can't, not I, can't, I
1: can't i can't take the Yankees seriously I, i'm sorry i i i think it's over for them. i i'm saying it now i don't unless judge comes back and and stan comes back and they Absolute rake the offense is gone and and the pitching has not looked very good coach rodon's gonna have to have a mid start um and it's gonna be tough to get into the groove again i i have no faith in this team i also hate the yankees but um i just wouldn't consider them in the same conversation i also think the guardians are performing as well which is I, I i think a sophomore slump that i was that we kind of predicted there's a lot of young guys on this team um I don't know how well the signings of Josh Bell and Mike you know have looked so far. Has Josh Bell been as bad as he was uh, when he got traded?
0: Um I know he got off to a bad start, but I think recently he's been a little bit better. He's gotten his OPS up to a 702, which is good. Um but it's better than it was his 380 OPS in the middle of April. So, yeah. I guess he's going a little bit in the right direction. And then Mike and you know, I'm surprised he's not hurt yet. Um I guess that's a bad thing to say about a baseball player, but it's kind of true in all honesty. I feel like the Guardians just are a step behind. Mike Cena has been very lucky. He yeah. has a 339 WOBA and a three or 284 expected, strikes out 41% of the time, but has a really good walk rate. It's just, it hasn't clicked yet. Not, this yeah. Guardians roster hasn't clicked yet. And I'm not entirely convinced it's going to.
1: It's tough. I mean, it seems like everything went right for them last season. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to replicate that again, especially mm-hmm. like we mentioned with all the competition in the AL. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to leave some of these teams out because there are like six teams that should be in the wild card, but you know, only three can make it. So
0: okay, before we move on to the eye test, who's okay. making the playoffs as of right now? Uh,
1: I can give you that that playoff form. Oh, you mean like like who I actually think?
0: Yeah. So. We're pretty much sold on the Rays will make it 100%. The Rays are making the playoffs.
1: um, But the, the problem is, and this is the, my, my take of the year, man, and this could blow up on my face, but I feel like the Twins can miss the playoffs. I feel like it is definitely possible the Twins miss the playoffs because Cleveland takes the Central and is bad enough so that, you know, like last year, that they win the Central, but if they were in a wild card position, they wouldn't make the playoffs.
0: You know what I'm saying? I think they would have last year. They would have? Was they, were 90, they were ninety nine they were ninety two and seventy. The Rays were eighty-six and seventy-six.
1: Okay, but I mean, even with that,
0: I don't think that the second place
1: team in the AAL Central will be good enough to make the playoffs. So I think out of the twins and the Guardians,
0: only one of the two is gonna make it. Do you agree with that? Well, oh, I agree that it'll only be one central team. I'm not entirely sure who I think it'll be. Yeah. Um, Kansas City Royals. No. Yeah. Um I'm
1: pretty confident on Toronto making the playoffs. I'm pretty confident on Houston making the playoffs. Mm. With that being said, uh, Bryce Miller looked very good for the Mariners yesterday. Um, Might be filling in for Robbie Ray, you know, as as a better piece than Robbie Ray, uh, which is a bit of an unexpected turn for um, the Mariners. Julio Rodriguez has not looked good. Um, He's looked about average. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he starts to explode again. But the offense as a whole has not looked, you know, what they did last season. I I think it has to end eventually. I think I also have Seattle making the playoffs, and then that leaves one more spot. Um, by the way, I have Houston overtaking Texas for the AL West. Uh, if that wasn't obvious, yeah. Um,
0: there's one more spot then, and you've got to deal with the or who, who's winning the central guardians i have the guardians yeah. winning the central yeah okay still, so I'm you still have still to miss. deal from the rangers the twins the orioles the red sox the angels the yankees uh, and the mariners no no I said not now. mariners sorry wait so i got i got um rangers twins yeah orioles red sox angels yankees yeah, I want, one. I want, I want the
1: Angels, but I know it's not going to happen. Um, I think I'm going to go Baltimore. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of things going right for this team, and I feel like if Gunder Henderson even becomes a half of what he was, and what we think he is, I think that's a bigger boost than what he is now. Um, especially if they go out and buy at the deadline, like we mentioned, there's not many options, but you know, there's potential there. They have a good farm system, so you know, there's pieces to move around. Um. Yeah, I'm going, go with, I'm going to go with the Orioles. Who do you have
0: missing out on the playoffs?
1: Like, big okay. big teams missing out.
0: The Angels won't make the playoffs.
1: Yes. Easy. The Yankees won't make the playoffs. Do you agree?
0: No. No, man. I I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I can't put the Yankees out of the postseason. Their offense is so bad. Despite you know, the New York all- Yankees. So, do you think they're going to go out and buy at a deadline, get get a bunch of
1: weird talent? I don't know who there
0: is, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't think the Guardians will. I think if I had to write it off right now, Angels and Guardians, you're out. Astros, The really? Astros Ashers will make the playoffs. I think it's a given. It's the Houston yeah. Astros. Yeah. they just Will grab- the Rangers take one of the wild card spots from an American League East? The team that they would would be Boston. This is, difficult. this is really difficult, man. Okay. I, okay. My my teams that are in are the Rays, Twins, and Orioles. Okay. Th- and the Astros. So I got two spots left, right? Yeah. You got to give one to the Blue Jays, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. I'm going to give it to the Blue Jays. But that, that gives me one wild card spot for the Rangers, the Red Sox, the Angels, the Yankees, the Guardians, the Mariners. No angels, no guardians. I don't know about, about the Mariners. It's I don't hard. know. I don't know about the Mariners, man. I
1: think the Mariners are severely underperforming, and I think they start to regress back to the mean. And you know, are a playoff contending team, especially with a big boost in a in a starting pitcher that you didn't even know you could have. You know, like that, I mean, obviously, he's playing. Pitching the hasn't A's. been the issue. Man, I don't, hold on, let me,
0: let me just, hold
1: on one second. Let me just
0: I'm going to go, this. Mm, this is difficult. <laughs> hey, uh, man,
1: big dumper is going to be big dumper. I'm going to go for I Rangers. I, oh my goodness. Okay. I, you know, I'm not against that thing. I just, I they don't give know. give me Phillies vibes. I, oh, I don't know, man. You just you can't leave out. You can't leave out the – I feel like the, the Guardians and the Mariners are in this, like, really weirdly similar category of good player development, really young teams that haven't had much experience in the playoffs. Um, but I feel like one of the two has to make it for me, and I think it's Seattle. I, do you think Texas is riding a hot streak right now and that you don't, you, you just don't think they're going to – slow because they really can't afford to slow down. If they want to make the playoffs, they really can't slow down too much.
0: I could see them making the playoffs as a 92-win team. I see that as possible. I see it as possible, too. The thing is – I think the sixth seed the sixth seed might win 92 games. Yeah. Because, I
1: mean, here's the thing. There's a world where all these teams win 92 games, whether it's the Angels, the Yankees, the Guardians. I don't think the Yankees are going to be a 92-win team. I don't think but the I think Guardians Seattle are either. I think, so I think Seattle could come back and win 90, maybe 88 games. So, okay, here's um, the thing.
0: Also, right? If you the Yankees are already above 500, if the Guardians win two in a row, the Mariners win three more in a row, they're at 500. They have to win nine more games than they lose through the rest of the season and be at 90 wins. Cleveland is
1: notorious for doing that. They exactly. love them, but and and it's just it's too early for for something for these teams to get in the playoffs. Something has to go bad to the teams that don't get in. That that is including for me at least. Cleveland, Minnesota, Texas, Boston. The, these teams have to start losing. And and Orioles. Like, Orioles might be there. The Orioles are, are flirting with with danger, but I they're they're one of
0: four twenty one teams in the
1: in the game right now. It's
0: just like and they're one of two teams without double digit losses. Yeah, so I just,
1: they they're really good, and I I because it's funny we're not even talking about the NL because I'm not worried about the NL. The NL is a little more comfortable to me. But the is a it, all, though?
0: is it? Is the NL
1: comfortable? <laughs> it's um okay. Now I'm now looking at it. Actually, yes, I am comfortable because I think Arizona slips out. I think I think um, Pittsburgh. Oh, I don't know about Pittsburgh, man. I think Pittsburgh slips out. Um, and I think San Diego and Philly sneak in. I don't know. I I, I don't see the Cubs being a playoff team. I don't see Arizona being a playoff team. And it's weird enough for me to say that the Pirates have 20 wins. It's even more weird to say that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily sure what St. Louis is doing. They have the worst record in the National League, which is bizarre to me to say, but they are a horribly run organization. No, they are the worst right now.
0: They're worse than the Rockies? Oh, um, my apparently- God. No, they're not they are technically. The- no, They're
1: they have a better run differential. They have better run. to – I guess it might be. It might be um uh, matchups because on on my phone they're they're actually ranked lower, which is weird. Ah. And it, it just it it puts a smile on my face. You know, St. Louis. Um, yeah, I I they they're, they're horribly run. You send down Jordan Walker and you don't succeed. Wow, this is this is surprising. You know, an average baseball fan can figure that out.
0: So yeah,
1: I'm
0: trying to find strength of schedule. I, mm. I
1: mean, you have to win so many baseball games in a row for for this to work. So. Um I mean, especially when you're when you're losing game. I mean, they have played a pretty tough schedule to start the season, I will say. Uh, if you look at it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Before we move on, real quick to the eye test, right? Last thing, strength of schedule, right? The Orioles yeah. have the most difficult schedule left. That is not surprising. It's the Orioles, the Rays and Red Sox both have a 509. The Orioles were at 514. The Athletics have a 509. They also just suck. Yeah. Um, and the Rockies have a 509, right? The easiest ones, the Giants have a 493, the Cardinals have a 491. Yeah. So, those are the two easiest schedules remaining. So, Cardinals could easily rebound, but they have to, the Cardinals have to win 10 straight games theoretically to get back to 500. And then to become a 90-win team, Win nine more games, so they have to go at some point cumulatively over the season, nineteen and zero, and the rest of the season, rest of the season, go five hundred.
1: I don't see him as a playoff team, um, and, it, it, and it's concerning to me that the Padres aren't even in the playoff con- like situation right now. I thought they would be easy NL favorites, but right now it's looking like, yeah, it's looking like the Dodgers and the and the Braves are in control of the the NL right now.
0: Okay. For the Cardinals to be a 91 team, they have to go 79 and 53 the rest of the season, which is a 600 winning percentage, which is doable. Um, We're not it's not too far gone yet, but it's very slim. I think it's slim.
1: Um for the NL, it's a little different. I don't know about the the, the Phillies. The Phillies are my wild card right here. I'm I'm talking about the Phillies cuz I don't know what their future holds. They could be, they could finish the season on a hot one like they did last year mm-hmm. or they could just completely just, just like, I'm not going to say anything too bad, but they're going to like, they're going to stick it up or they, they, they there's a chance. They, they okay. really, yeah.
0: there are more eliminated teams in the National League. There are five, four, five teams, four teams, five teams, five teams. There are five teams that I have out of playoff contention and one of them is in the playoffs right now. That's the Marlins. Is it- the Marlins. Oh, the Marlins. The Marlins
1: are tied with Arizona, but I think Arizona has the... The Marlins have a negative
0: 41 run differential.
1: That's overperforming at its finest, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that just means they're winning an unprecedented (laughs) amount of one-run games. Yep. So, uh, Cardinals floating on thin ice with ankle weights. Rockies, Nationals, Giants, Reds, Marlins, goodbye. No. Phillies, Cubs... Diamondbacks, y'all in the same category. Padres, Mets, Brewers, y'all in the same category, and Pirates, and then the Dodgers and Braves. That's my groupings. What's up? Uh, this is Brad from the future. I have the results of the power rankings. Deb's got his in today on Thursday, so we're just gonna go pitching, hitting, overall. Starting off with pitching at number ten, we've got the Brewers. Number nine, the Yankees. Eight, the Pirates. Seven, the Braves. Six, we have the Cubs. Five, Rangers. Four the Astros, three the Mariners, two the Twins, and at number one, shockingly, Tampa Bay Rays. Moving over to hitting, number 10, the Angels, number nine, the Red Sox, number eight, the Orioles, number seven, the Blue Jays, number six, the Pirates, number five, the Cubs, number four the Dodgers, number three, the Rangers, number two, the Braves, and number one, the Raves. So we're not surprised. The Rays are two for two so far, and they will continue to be. Uh Possibly once we go hop over to overall. At overall, Dodgers number ten, Twins number nine, Brewers number eight, Astros making a making a comeback at number seven. Number six is the Blue Jays. Number five the Rangers. Number four the Orioles. Number three the Pirates. Number two the Braves, and number one Tampa Bay Rays. All right, back to the episode. Yeah, I'm right. prepared to get to the eye test because.
1: I'm gonna start with the, I'm gonna start with the with probably my my worst take so far. I really like Esturri Ruiz. I really like him. I don't know why. He's annoying. He just gets on base. Actually, doesn't you're gonna you're gonna say he doesn't get on base, but he's a good little slap hitter that has extreme speed, a good glove in the outfield. I think he's got a lot of versatility in that sense. And on a horrible roster uh, like the A's, um, uh. It's really, it's really, he stands out. He stands out. If he's on a good roster, I think you wouldn't notice him as much, but I think he's just a better version of Tony Kemp, to be honest.
0: Um, sure. Cool. He's not good. Um, uh, Brad Hayden. Um, he's right, got, no. he's a below. Okay. The reason this conversation is happening, we're talking about the eye test is because a couple times ago, Stavis was basically like, yes, but by the eye test, this guy is performing well, Right. And the eye test has value. It's been used throughout baseball as all this time. Like it's how people are valued. And there is value in the eye test. Like there is complete value in it. But when you evaluate a player, right, you see these results. You look at the player. You see what he does on the field. You can look at a guy and he gets one hit every night. He can go one for four be like, yeah, that guy gets a hit every single night. And that's a true statement. That's a 250 batting average. And that sends into another conversation. Again, you and I, Tom. We're not batting average guys. Stevs is, right? The story of batting average goes, it's a fine stat. It's okay. But the issue with batting average is it doesn't tell you things that other stats can do. Because if you looked at a stat sheet, five players hitting 250 are not having the exact same season. But that's what batting average would suggest. There could be guys hitting bombs. There could be guys hitting solid bases. This guys hitting doubles in the gap or there's just a slap hitter that's just hitting the singles. It varies from person to person. And that's why I'm not a batting average person. I think that's why you're not a batting average person. And again, batting average is fine. It is okay. But batting average does not tell you some things that other stats that are better can tell you. And batting average fits the eye test, right? You see an outfielder make this fantastic catch in the outfield. Hunter Renfro makes that behind-the-back grab, over-the-head grab early in the season. But it was a horrible play. Yeah, because he took a horrible route to the ball. That's why we look at stats. That's why you watch the game. You're like, oh, this guy looks really good. But when you verify that online, you look at the stat pages, you go to baseball, you go to fan graph and nothing backs it up. You're like, oh, I need to re-examine this. Or, oh, it was just an okay catch given the circumstances. Or, oh, wait, this guy doesn't look like he's doing really well, but he's doing really good. It's just the result hasn't clicked yet. David Peralta was just like that for me. I'm calling for his head over the past couple of weeks for the Dodgers, right? And I look at his baseball savant and oh wow, he's actually playing pretty well. He's just getting unlucky. And that's where the eye test restricts you. It doesn't, it doesn't factor in luck.
1: I agree. I mean, I think I think is probably the worst take. I think he definitely came out the gate hotter and he's definitely cooled off pretty significantly within the last two weeks. Um, another eye test example would be Lane Thomas' defense, like we mentioned that one episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that, that's kind did.
0: of what stemmed it for me. It was like you watch him, he makes this play, right? But all you see is him go to ball. You don't yeah. see, there's no numbers behind how he's getting there. If he went there the fastest he could, it's just he got to the point. Yeah. Who's he, your guy? What do you want to talk about next? I got some more, but uh, no you can to... go first because I need to pull my guy's page up.
1: So a guy that um who has his peripherals have been getting increasingly uh better, but still not very good. Um, that I mentioned yesterday through text, Brad. It's Bryson Stott. Um, currently, I mean, he's been a guy that's maintained his his hotness so far this season. He's been a guy that's going on multi-hit games. Usually, a guaranteed hit per game for Bryson Stott. He's on pace for something like 215 hits this um this year. So I mean, um, I mean he, he looks good. He's looked like a good leadoff batter. Um, I just don't know. His, his uh, expected stats do not reflect that well. Uh, the woba being the main one, but that woba is also measured in by walks
0: as well. Correct? Yes. Okay. Expected woba. Yeah, As like a big weight of strikeouts and walks. And I'm looking at Bryson Stott's stuff. like he profiles as a solid off hitter, but you look at his thing and you see, Oh, he's three or five batting average. That's really good. And yeah, three or five batting average. Like if I see that on a stat line, I'm like, Oh, okay. That guy's hitting good. I'll think that. And I'm not a batting average guy. There's a certain line you draw. It's somewhere in like the upper two eighties or low two nineties. We're like, okay, good batting average. You know, it probably means the guy's doing well. There's a certain line where that's strong. But you see a 305 batting average, he's got a 741 OPS. Right? He's not slugging the ball at all. Yeah. And he's hitting well. He's succeeding. He's providing above average hitting for the Philadelphia Phillies who needed it. Uh Harper's back now. That's a whole other issue. Um I agree with you. The eye test is there, but he needs to, when you look at the pages, it's not entirely backed up.
1: Yeah, I I guess my next part is do you think he, you know, not necessarily maintains a 305 batting average, but do you think he finishes with 170 hits?
0: So the thing with measuring hits, right, is you're basically asking me, do I think he will have enough plate appearances to be able to get to this, right? Because you can have a guy hit for, you can have a guy hit for, a 350 batting average right but he only has 170 plate appearances right he's not going to be able to get to that amount of hits that he needs to get that 170 those 170 hits if you're in an elite offense like Bo Bichette is going for the hit totals at the fr- at the beginning of every season he's led the american league the past two seasons and if Bo Bichette is getting a ton of plate appearances every single season then we'll be able to get 170 hits I don't know if Bryson Sod is gonna be able to get that many plate of Yeah. I mean he is he is a leadoff form, correct? Uh it varies, but sometimes. That's fair. All right. Do you have your next guy? I do. And yesterday, or was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. Goes out on the mound, he is dealing. Seven innings pitched, three hits, six strikeouts. You know, it looks like another guy, another product of the Braves farm system. And his name is Bryce Elder. I knew you were going to say that. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, how is this guy succeeding? Because you're looking at him. He's got a 175 ERA. That's pretty good. And you look at the innings pitch. He's done 36 innings over six starts. That's six innings per start. That's pretty good. A 106 whip. That's pretty good. This is all basic stuff. I test stuff. Things that you could look at pretty easily and make assumptions about a player, but you go to his baseball savant, he's the ninth percentile for average exit velocity, 14th for hard hit percentage. He's in the 43rd percentile for expected ERA. So a 135 ERA versus a 438 expected ERA. He's got horrible stuff. Like Bryce, I'm going to pull up stuff plus real quickly, just for reference. But I don't know how this guy is succeeding. But if you looked at him just through an eye test perspective, He's really good, but literally nothing else supports that.
1: This is like the prime example of the eye test. Cause like I, I watched the start yesterday. He looked great. I mean, he literally looks perfect. Um, These percentiles are horrible.
0: Um, He's got a 75 stuff plus his average pitch is 25% worse than league average. He gets away because of his elite location. Product of the Braves, man. Like if fastball velocity is ridiculously low, and I, I just I test. Any final thoughts? That's all. Well, thank you all for listening. This has taken a lot of twists and turns. Uh I, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy talking about playoff odds. I enjoy talking about breaking down any of that stuff. We went through a lot of rookie power rankings. We went through this little eye test conversation we had here. And then we kind of broke down this convoluted, crazy American league and just what it's going to be. If you've enjoyed, please consider leaving a rating or view, sharing this with a friend. We do appreciate it. I will be coming back over and talking about the power rankings at the end of our little power ranking segment. So if you hear me interjecting, hi, future Brad. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Fourier Baseball Podcast. If you want to interact with us at all, all social media links will be in the description below. We'll see you all next time on the Fourier Baseball Podcast. Peace. Steve!